All right, today's daf is Shabbos daf Pei Aleph. We are up to the Mishnah, top line. So the Mishnah says, Etzem, a person who carries out a bone, Kedelasis Tarva, in order to make the, the size of manufacturing a small spoon. So they used to make spoons out of bones. That's the size. Rabbi Huda Aimer Kedelasis Menuchaf, in order to make a lock. And we're going to get into this in the Gemara. What exactly is, is this lock? Zuchuchis. Removing glass, kedei ligrar by roisha karkar, in order to to uh, to scratch on the roisha karkar, the top of the weaver's pick, as the art scroll says. So that would be the size of glass that you would use. That that would be considered hoitza. Someone who takes out tsurar, someone takes out a small uh, wood chip, or evan, or a stone, so what's the size? Enough to throw at a bird and scare it away to so that size of a, of a pebble or some type of wood chip, stone, that would be considered It's not enough to just chase away a bird. You have to have a, enough of the size has to be enough that you could throw it at an animal and the animal will run away, not simply a bird. So we're going to see what the Gemara uh, explains, how the Gemara explains our Mishnah. So the first part of the Mishnah was taking out bones in order to make a a uh, a spoon. So the Gemara said like this: Lememra, Rabbi Yehuda, not fish. Because if you look at the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda said it's kedilasis imenuchaf to take a to make a a lock, as opposed to the Tanakama was making a small spoon. So seemingly a lock would be bigger than your small uh, little, uh, you know, baby spoon. So remember the Shirud Rabbi Huda, not fish. Rabbi Huda's shear is more makel. He has a greater shear. Hakaimalon, we paskin. This is the third time we had this already in our in our parak. Hakaimalon, the Shirud Rabbanan, not fish. That the the Rabbanan, their shear is more makel. They have a bigger size for the minimum size of carrying. So the Gemara says, Amar Ula, It's not talking about the full lock. It's talking about the, the teeth of the lock. So again, I don't know if you have pictures. My Gemara, the Masifta, I should have sent this out. But if you look, let's see if you can see it. So if you see, there's like these little uh, pegs going into a lock. So right over here, that's your... Uh, that's the teeth of a lock, so that's very small. So Rabbi Huda is, in fact, have to, has a smaller shear than the Tanakama. So Tanarabban, we learned in a brisa, chafei poisachas. You have these teeth that are, are put into the, into this lock. Tahirin the tar, they're not because they are not attached to anything, and it's not a keli. It's just a, a piece of of uh, well, it would be bone, a piece of bone. However, kavon bipoisachas. Let's say you were it, you put it into the lock, and now it's part of a keli. Then it's tamein. Then it's makabel toma. Vishalgal. What if this was a lock of a door? Not necessarily. Meaning, the first case would have been. I don't know. You have a safe. You have a treasure chest. So you have this lock. But let's say it's a door that's attached to a house. So even if you ended up attaching the, these teeth of this lock, and you nailed it in, it's attached to the door, and it's all nailed in, still to Hiren, it will be tar. Why? Another rule when it comes to the halachas of Tumah, anything that's attached to the ground has the din of ground, of earth, and therefore it is not makabal Tumah. So if it's attached to the lock, which is attached to a door, attached to the house, then it would not be mekabotoma. So we are 10 lines in, Zechuchis, the Mishnah had said that glass was in order to 
to cut the tip of a uh, of the roish of the karka, the Mishnah said, which was this uh, a small like a weaver's pick, some type of small pick that would be used to weave things. So to cut that, that would be the size of glass. So tana, we learned schuches a different uh, different shares schuches the glass kedei leftzoya b'hen shnei mimen ka'achas. In order to cut two threads on your uh, on your loom, that would be the size of this glass. Now, if you look at the Rambam, he brings it down as either ligror by roi shakarka or leftzoya by shnei mimen ka'achas. Seemingly, it has the same size, same exact size of schuches. Just two different ways of how to how to reach that mathematically, the size of glass. And we'll leave it. That's the size of glass. Won't be high for carrying. Tzrara Evan. If someone takes out a uh, a pebble or a stone or some type of wood chip, is a tzrar or a stone. Kedelizrik ba'if. So the Mishnah said, in order to throw it at a bird and chase it away. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yaakov said it was in order to throw it at an animal. So the Gemara said like this: Amar Yaakov, Amar Yechanan, v'hu shemar geshes ba. It's not simply enough to take something and throw it, and the bird will will see it and just jump away. That's not enough for the animal to run away. That's not enough. It has to be that the impact of getting hit by the pitch, that will get the bird to fly away. That will get the animal to run. So it has to be a size, a sizable thing that's going to actually hurt or, or uh, bother the animal. But if it's simply, you know, you take a paper airplane, you throw it at a bird, it might jump up because, because it sees the, the, the motion, the movement, but that would not be the size of a stone on Shabbos. This is the weight of ten zuz. That's the weight that an animal would get hurt or, or you know, the impact would bother the animal and it would run away. Next, Zunin. So Zunin was a, was a, was a fellow. So Zunin, he went up to the base medrash. He said, The stones that you use to, uh, they would use to wipe themselves in the bathroom. So this is your ancient toilet paper. So uh, toilet paper was in Yana Diyama a few weeks ago. Everybody was hoarding toilet paper. But back then, and it's actually someone sent me an article. He learned the daf today. He sent me an article on the history of toilet paper. So fascinating. But in those days, clearly they would use these rocks or other types of things. So Zunin asked the Chachamim, what size am I allowed, what size pebble or rock is one allowed to carry into the basic east? We're going to see that typically these were muksa, and you're only allowed to bring that bring a rock into the in, into the bathroom because they would actually use it, and it's covered abrius not to use it on Shabbos. So therefore, even though it's muksa, it's a rock, since you need it for for these you know private personal matter, you're allowed to use these things. The question is, how much can I use, right? If a person is using, t- you took tissues, there's no shear of tissues, tissues are not muksa. When it comes to avonim, you have this, sorry for getting graphic, but the more I get a little graphic here, but when it comes to stones, the question was, what am I allowed to take into the bathroom? So Amar Loi, they told him, Kazayas, Ke'egois, Vikabeza. There's three different types of, uh, of stones. There's the Kazayas stone, there's the Egois, and Kabeza. And it seems like they would use it, all three, for you know different part of the process. So Amar Lahu, Zuna responds, Yachnes, would I have to bring a scale? I have to bring a, uh, a measuring uh, cup into the bathroom? I have, to, I have to walk around with a measuring thing to figure out the exact size? So we can relate to this. Like, you know, sometimes you learn Hilcha Shiurim, or, I don't know, waiting six hours for between Fleishiks and Milchiks. Abba Yosef has a truva. He says, you know, 
it can't be. We're so precise. Six hours. So kiss Shesha is like six hours. So some have that opinion that they, they wait, you know, five and a half hours, like six hours. But that's a tshuva, Rabbi Vadi Yosef. Sometimes when you, when you learn the halachas of shiurim, of kezayis, and you're thinking about what, chazal has scales and measuring, uh, you know, measuring charts, you know, uh, when, when they ate matzah. Okay, but so we can relate to this taina. What I have to bring in a, a scale into the bathroom. So Nimnu, they decided with a gum where they paskind. Meloy hayad. Whatever you could fit into your hand, that would be a normal use that people would bring into the bathroom. So whatever fits into your hand, you have to bring scales, a normal amount, that's fine. Tanya, Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi, Oimer, Kezayis, Keegois, Vekabetza. No, halacha is, you could bring one like the shear of a Kezayis, one Keegois and one Kabetza. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yossi, Oimer, Shem, other than the name of his father, Meloy hayad. Like the Chachamim, you could bring a handful of rocks, different sizes, whatever you need. Tanur Rabbanan, the Torah Nebraisa, on Shabbos, Shalish avonim mikorzalos, mutter lahachnes lebeisakisi. There are three avonim mikorzalos. Mikorzalos means they were sharp, and they were specifically chosen to be used uh, in the bathroom. So those three mutter lahachnes lebeisakisi. Those could be brought into the to the bathroom. The kamer shiurin. What's the shir? Rabbi Meir Omer keegois. Rabbi Yehuda Omer kebeitza. Rabbi Meir says all of them are like the size of a walnut. And Rabbi Huda said the size of an egg. Amar Rafram Bar Papa Amar Avchista Kamachlekes Kan Kach Machlekes Ba'Asher. The same Machlekes we have here regarding the size of the of the rocks to take into the bathroom with the same machlekas when it comes to the halacha of esrog, which is a mishnah in Sukkah. The machlekas over there is what's the smallest shear for an esrog. So Rabbi Meir holds it's an egg eyes, the size of a nut, and Rabbi Yudah holds the size of a bait, so the size of an egg. So the Gemara says that's odd to say that. Why would you say that the same machlekas we have by the price, so we also have by the Mishnah? You always say it the other way. The same machlekas we have in the Mishnah, which made it to Shishas in the Mishnah, there's also a machlekas somewhere else in a brisa. So the Gemara says, Hasam Asnisen, Hacha Brisa. Why are you you're telling me, oh, there's also a Mishnah? You should have said there's also a brisa. So the Gemara says, you're right. Ella kamachlekes ba'esrik. The same way of machlekes when it comes to esrik. That's part of shisha sidre mishnah. Kach machlekes kan. We have the same machlekes over here when it comes to stones. Rabbi Meir holds the size of an egg, and Rabbi Yehuda holds the size of a beitza. Next, Amar Rav Yehuda avaloi esapayes. A person is not allowed to use a payes. To in the in the bathroom on Shabbos. Sigmar says, "What is this? my pious? What's this pious?" Amar Abzera, Abzera says, "Karshine bablaisa." It's this this uh, dirt from Bavel that was uh, was like a clump, and because they had very moist dirt in Bavel, and it would not be a good. Uh, you know, a, a, it's not a, a good thing to use in the bathroom. So therefore, since you can't, it, it doesn't work in the bathroom. We're back to square one. It's muksa. There will be no heter to bring this into the bathroom. Okay. So, again, we, we said it before. We'll say it again. The whole concept here, though, you saw it is that typically rocks were muksa. Dirt is muksa. There's a special dispensation to use a rock when it comes to the bathroom. Since there's covered abrius involved, one could be makel and violate muksa. This does come up, not necessarily with, with uh, bathroom, you know, with rocks, but you can have other situations where a person's in the bathroom, and either you have toilet paper that wasn't pre-cut before Shabbos, so you can start thinking of situations of covered abrius, or you'll have, uh, you know, you'll have the automatic flushing and all these other things. So in those situations, the place can say like this, if you're only violating an Issa Durabanan and it's Mishum covered abrius, one is allowed to do that. So ripping toilet paper if someone's stuck, you're, you're stuck in a, you know, 
bathroom, no one around, you can't, no one's gonna help you. So don't rip it on the uh, edges. You, uh, you would rip it, not on the edges, it would not be an insert there, right? It's only an insert there, Rabbanon, and B'makam Kavarabriyas, this is the source, we are mekel amok, so we are mekel on the Rabbanons. So let's see, there's, there's more, uh, more, more to discuss here. Omar Rava, you cannot use you cannot use the same method of of cleaning oneself on Shabbos in the bathroom the same way you would do it during the week, uh, seemingly because you're going to remove here by doing it. So muscular marzutra listaking when a person's supposed to not go to the bathroom, you're gonna put yourself in danger by not going to the bathroom. So the Gemara says kelachiyad. What he meant to say was don't you don't do it the typical way, do it in a, in a different a uh, 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 different variation. So you don't end up violating any iser deraisa on Shabbos. Amar Rabbi Yanai, in Yesh Makam Kavula Let's say this place was a Makam Kavula. This was a, a, a standard bathroom. So then Meloy Hayat, you'll have to take in a Meloy Hayat, a handful of rocks, put it in the bathroom, and even if you don't use it, someone else will use it later. This this does come up in Hilchas Yantif when you discuss showering on Yantif or washing your hands in hot water. Assuming you're allowed to do those things, so the question is, the water that I'm heating up, the way your boiler works, I'm not using that water now. If I, if I wash my hands with hot water, let's say uh, Thursday night, Shavuos night, I want to wash my hands in hot water. So you're allowed to heat up hot water to wash your hands. Everyone agrees it's a Mishnah. The Mishnah in Beit says you're allowed to heat up uh, Chamin in order to wash Panav Yodavarag, your hands, your, your face, and your, and your feet. Up to half your body, the Rishonim say. You let it warm up hot water. The question is, I'm not using this hot water now. The, I'm, I'm getting hot water that was already heated up before Yantif. The hot water that I'm cooking is, come, is, is it's entering now. I'm not using it now. So there's a few heterim. Some place can say, well, someone's like this. Someone's going to use it over the course of Yantif. So that's fine. Rabelsky, that's how I said, well, that's the only way I could get water, by water pressure. So that's part of the, the tzarech, and therefore it's mutter. But either way, if the the Gemara's case here is bringing in stones into the bathroom. So if it's a basakisik kavua, someone's going to use it later, or you yourself are going to use it later. you could use your hand, handful. Imlav, if not kechreya. Kechreya means like the compromise, which was the middle shear, which is a that we had three shearim, which is kezayis, keegos, and kebeitza. The middle one would be keegos. You can only bring the size of an egos. Medaycha. So let's say medaycha ketana shabbasamim. Let's say you have a stone that was part of the uh, the, pe- the pestle of your of your mortar. So Amrav Sheishes and Mieshulah Aid Mutter. Now the problem here is, we'll, uh, we'll we'll assume like some of the Rishonim say that this rock was a Muktzamach Maschasarin Kis. It was a very specific rock. It was it was used for grinding. It was used for for food processing. It wasn't just stam a rock that you, you found in the street. So therefore, you're not allowed to move it on Shabbos. And it's a kli. It's a Muktzamach Maschasarin Kis. It's something that you would never use for anything else. So the only way to make this usable on Shabbos is if it has aid. If it has a roishim. It has a piece in it that shows that this was designed for. For uh, for the bathroom, then it's mutter to, to to move it on Shabbos. So Meisve they asked the kasha. Now, what, what it means it has rishuma nicker to get graphic. It means that someone actually used it. So if someone actually used it, then then you could use it in the bathroom. So the Gemara asked the kasha. We have this in brachos asara dvarim mevin es Ten things bring a person to tachtonius, which we typically assume means hemorrhoids. Ve'eluhein ha'oichel alikonim. Eat these leaves of reeds. Aligafonim. These are leaves of a vine. Ve'lulvegafonim. These shoots of a of a, of a geffen tree. Umarige behema. And animal meat that's not smooth. 
below melach without adding salt. The shidro shadag eat the spine of a fish. The dog meliach shloi bishul kaltzarka eat salt of fish that has not been fully cooked. Vahashoyseh shemrayayin. You drink the dregs of the wine. Ramakaneach besid. You wipe yourself with sid. Ubecharsis or with this uh, crushed up brick, or with the tzrar, this is what we're trying to figure out, a tzrar, a pebble that someone else used already. So why are you looking at this pestle and figuring out, was this used for the bathroom? You shouldn't be using it anyways. It's a sakana. And the Yesharm, another one, even if someone doesn't sit properly in the bathroom, that also brings to hemorrhoids. But either way, you see from here, the, the second to last one was Shekina, uh, Tzrar Shekina by Chaveri. So why am I looking to see if it's Rishumai Nikar that if this thing was used already, you're not supposed to be using someone else's uh, uh, rock. So the Gemara says, like Kasha, Habalach, Habiyavish, when it's moist, then you shouldn't be using it. That causes hemorrhoids. Habiyavish, if it's dry already, no problem. So not exactly social distancing, but uh, that's what they did. Viboy Seima, another tyrant, Kan Mitzat Echor, one's talking about from one side. They're using the same side that your friend used, that you shouldn't do. Kan Mishnet Stadim, they should be put on, you know, use both sides. What would they do if it was, uh, you know, the shoes reo- reopening? You have to put this in an email. I don't know. They have to get very, uh, very specific what type of rocks you can use. Next. What's talking about your own rocks? So then you're looking at your own rock and you see, oh, this was really used for a pestle, but now I use it for the bathroom. So fine, I'm, I can keep on using it. It's not moksa. Obviously, your friend's rock you should not be using. Omar Leah, by the Yosef, Yordu Oleg is Shamim, Vinishtat, Vinish. Tash tissue. What if rain came and it erased this mark, and now you can no longer see if it's uh, if it was used for the bathroom? So mahu armule imhayarishumanikar. If it's still discernible a little bit, then. It has the simon, and when it comes to muktzah, machamas chesarin kiss, something that's very muktzah, the only way to use it on Shabbos is if it has a marking that showed it was designated for uh, non-muktzah use. If it's still there, even after the rain, mutter, you'd be allowed to use it on Shabbos. Okay, bottom line. Pe'alaf amirav. Bo'minei rabba barav shila amirav. So rabba barav shila asked from rav. I'm sorry, from rav chista. Mahu lahaloisam achrav legag. Are you allowed to carry these stones up to the roof in order to go to the bathroom? Or maybe that's extra, that's too much. Meaning, really, rocks are muksa. So why are you allowed to use it? Because we have no choice. What else are you supposed to do in the bathroom? Okay, but maybe I'm only allowed to move it as much as deemed necessary. But to go up to uh, go travel a distance, should I should I be allowed to do that or not? So I'm Obviously, when you're going up to the roof, it's because it's a private place, a private place to go. So therefore, we allow you to violate Isidur Abanan of carrying muksa in order to have your covered abrius. We have this in, uh, in the Gemara, in, in Brachas, we talk about you know, taking off a talus and Rishos Rabbim doesn't have tzitzis or shatnas. We had many, many halachas we spoke about. So this is the, uh, once again, this is another source in Shas for this concept that God covered abrius is doich shabatara. Now the Gemara in Brachas said doesn't mean a lav, it means the lav of Lysasur Adindur Abanan, or it means something that is not violated on a uh, uh, with uh, with doing something, but if you're actually doing something to violate it, you're only allowed to violate an istar rabbanon. So again, muksa would only be an istar rabbanon, and God will cover abrius would be doicha aloisa seishabatayra. Yosef Mirema Mirema v'kamalev hashmaita. Mirema was saying this uh, this halacha and Asi Ravina the Mirema. So Ravina asked the following question to Mirema. Rabbi Lezer, Oyim, Rabbi Lezer says, Rabbi Lezer says, 
And so on Yantif, he's talking about Yantif. Let's say a person, you know, had, had his uh, ribs, you know, his, his, his steak is stuck in his teeth. He needs a toothpick. So they didn't have, you know, uh, prepackaged toothpicks back then. You found the chip on the floor, and you started picking your teeth. So Rabbi Lezer says, no problem. I it's muksa. Eh, you're allowed to move it, even though it's muksa. Only to take it if this was not muksa. What would be a, a classic example of non-muksa wood chips? Is it was given to an animal. The animals would be eating it, so it's designated for them. It's not muksa. I'm allowed to feed my animals on, on yantif, obviously. So I could use that. So the gemara says. So, so what's the kasha? When a person has meat stuck in his teeth, that's pretty embarrassing. So why don't we say the same thing? Mishum kavod abrius. It's covered. It should be covered abrius. That should be able to pick my teeth. I should be allowed to pick my teeth with the muksa toothpick, even on Shabbos. So the gemara says, Hachi hashta. How could you? How could you make the comparison? Adam When it comes to eating a meal, a person knows you have you have your plans in advance. Where are you eating this meal tomorrow? Where, where, where are you spending shoes? Where are you spending yantiv? Oh, I'm going there. I'm going here, right? So I know in advance I'm going to need a toothpick. But hacha over here, Adam A person's walking on the road. He has to go. You gotta go. You gotta go, right? So at that point, he has no choice. So we don't we we don't allow violating covered abrius when a person put himself in that situation. If you yourself put yourself in that situation, then one would not be, cannot say, oh, violate muksa because covered abrius. But in a situation where you had no choice, a person has to go to the bathroom. He didn't, you know, it was, he's on the road somewhere. He doesn't have rocks prepared. Then it'll be mutter to, to uh, violate muksa. There's an interesting uh, halacha someone showed me, not exactly from our circles. Someone wrote a tshuva, a tshuva, a, a response regarding women getting alias in shul. So he wanted to say that if a woman is expecting an aliyah in shul and you don't pull her, call her up, it should be uh, covered abrius. You're embarrassing her. So, you know, that, uh, that tshuva, first of all, is DOA. But anyways, the Gemara clearly says that it only works when you didn't put yourself in that situation. A person decides, oh, I, I want to go against violate halacha. And then, then they're going to be embarrassed because people are not letting me do it. That, that would not be uh, considered co- uh, a header of covered abrius. Covered abrius means you're stuck in a situation. You didn't realize you're wearing shotness. Your shirt is, is, is full of shotness. To pull it off from a shirt in, in, in public, embarrassing. Or the, the Ramah and Hilchus uh, Tumas Kahanim. Someone's totally not dressed. And there's a Tumas Mace there. A Kayin's not dressed. Do you tell him? There's a whole discussion because it's covered abrius. Maybe he should violate uh, Tumas Oil. Fascinating discussion in the Ramah and Hilchus Tumas Kahanim. Okay. Let's keep going. Amr Avuna, also the families to stay near Bashabas. The person is not allowed to use the, use, uh, go to the bathroom and to stay near in a plowed field on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, My time, what, what's the problem? Because you're stepping on the guy's field. He just plowed his field. It's ready for planting. And you're ruining it by stepping on his field. You know, get off my lawn, right? Even during the weekday, a person is not allowed to trample someone's field. You're ruining their field. The Allah must be Mishima Savim because. We're concerned you're going to take rocks, and these rocks are going to have asavim, grass, uh, stuck to, uh, near the rocks. And when you pull out the, uh, the, the rock, you're going to be removing grass. So the Gemara says, really, is that a problem? That if you had a rock where you have grass growing from the rock itself, you're allowed to use it on Shabbos. Why? Because even if you end up removing the grass, it's a davar sheinim ischavin. We know, we had many times already, if you uh, violate Shabbos, but it wasn't with kavana, I didn't have in mind to pull out the grass, there'll be no problem. 
If you do it and you want to literally pull it out, you pull it out, you're chayv chata. So it cannot be the reason was that we can't use you know, the field as your bathroom is because you might pull out grass. Even if you end up pulling it out by mistake, it will be a davar shenim mischavin. So that cannot be the reason. The Gemara says, Dilma nakit me'iloi, the shadalit atoy. The person is going to take a... Uh, a uh, a pebble that's on top of the mound, something that's up on high, and he's going to put it into a into a hole and fill up a hole on Shabbos. What's the problem? When you fill up a hole on Shabbos, you are chayiv. What Rabbah said, we had this before. A person had a hole in his in his uh, in his house, the bias in his house, and he stuffed it up. That's called binyan on Shabbos. You're fixing your house now. Because of this, we have halachas regarding sweeping a house on Shabbos. Today we have finished floors, so you are you are allowed to sweep your indoor floor on Shabbos. But back in the day, if you had you know dirt floors, you're not allowed to sweep the floor because you're going to end up filling up a hole on Shabbos. If it's in the field, it would be violating chayrish of, of plowing your field by filling up a hole outside on Shabbos. Okay, gufa. We just said previously, if I have a pebble, I have a rock, that grass is growing from it, you're allowed to use it to wipe yourself, you'd be chayev chatos. Okay, so far so good. Amor Rav Papi, Rav Papi says, learn from Reish Lakish, hi parpisa, a parpisa means a flower pot that is uh, that has that is perforated. There are holes in it. Okay, so shari letatule. It must be I'm allowed to move it on Shabbos, even though it's somehow getting nutrients from the ground. The same way I could take a rock with grass that's near the ground. I'm allowed to take the rock and the grass off off the ground, and there's no concern. So too I should be able to move a flower pot from here to there. No problem. So the Gemara says mask of Laraf Kahana. How do you know that? In Amrul this whole hetter of removing a rock that had grass is Litzayrich, is to use it in the bathroom. Who told you you're allowed to move a flower pot unnecessarily? So the Gemara leaves it as that. So Amr Abaya comes along Abaya and he says, Parpisa, you have a flower pot that has a hole in it. Once we already uh, brought it up, let's talk about it. Let's say it was on the floor. You have a flower pot on the floor. Now this flower pot has holes in it, so there is some nutrients coming from the ground. You take this and you put it on the table. You put it on a, a peg or some type of, uh, some type of, what do you call it? The surface that's not on the ground. Halacha is that's called tailish. Since we we say at least midrabanan, even though it says chayev, most rishonim say it's only midrabanan that. There are some nutrients that are that are that are coming to the flower pot, even though it's not it's not it's not planted in the ground. But since there's a hole in the bottom of the pot, you're getting some nutrients by picking it up. You're chayiv mishum toilish, and the truth is that's how we paskin. Interesting discussion in halacha. Most floors today, you know, would block it out, but if you have a dirt floor, you have to be careful. Okay. What about the other way? It's on your table. You take a, a a, a pot, a flower pot that has holes in it. Now take it, you put it outside, on top of your ground. One would be chayiv uh, over planting on Shabbos. 
You can't use cheres, you can't use pottery on Shabbos for, uh, for the bathroom use. So my time What's the reason? If the problem is Mishim Sakana, you're going to hurt, the Gemara calls it the Shini Hakakashta. The, uh, the rectum has some type of shinayim, some type of teeth there. We're afraid you're going to hurt yourself by using cheres. So anytime we're dealing with sakana, why are we uh, you know, singling out Shabbos? Even during the week, you shouldn't be able to use it. Some type of witchcraft. We'll get to at the end of the daf today. Same thing. If it's witchcraft, by day you shouldn't use it. During the week, Shabbos, what's the difference? There's a concern that a person might pull out here by wiping themselves, and therefore there was, there was a concern of Shabbos. The Gemara says, that's not a problem. It's a Dover Shein Meshavi. And a person doesn't have in mind to pull out here. It should be mutter. So I'm a little Rav Nosson by Rishaya. Gava Rabba Amar Milsa Nima Batama. If someone amazing, someone great said this, we should say the reason. That let me buy behold the Usser. I understand you cannot use this. Cheres uh, during the weekday, but I would say Avul B'Shabbos Sharper Dummy. On Shabbos, you have to decide between two, you know, two evils, right? This is the Inyone Diyama of, of COVID-19. You're making public policy decisions. So over here, I'm weighing two sides. On one hand, if I use Cheres, if I use pottery, I get into issues of Sakana, either because you might hurt yourself or some type of Kishof. So. I have sakana issues. On the other hand, if I use a rock on Shabbos, I'm violating muksa. So, so maybe, you know, one outweighs the other. So comes along the Gemara. The Gemara says, "Let me buy called the but after Shabbos, hey, they got Torahs kli alav. The Charis at least has a Torahs kli. It's not muksa. Shaper dummy, I would say it's mutter. And the Chassam Sofer writes that if you look at Rashi, Rashi only says that the kishuf thing would be mutter. Meaning everyone agrees the sakana part. If you were concerned for hurting yourself physically, that would be usher and Shabbos. But Perhaps there will be a Havamina, that the concern for Kishuf, that some uh, sorcery would affect me, would not apply on Shabbos. So the Samsever writes because of the concept of Shomer Mitzvah, Le'eda Davara, when a person's doing a Mitzvah, as long as it's not Hezekoi uh, Matsui, there is some type of uh, protection by doing a Mitzvah, limited. So you gotta you know, ask your doctor before you uh, go back to Minyan, obviously. But uh, there is a, a level where we say Shomer Mitzvah, Le'eda Davara. So, so Shabbat I would say it's mutter to do it on Shabbos. Kamash no, Kamash We'd rather you violate muksa than put yourself into sakana. So, also all these things, keep in mind. Rava mastila mishum hasharas neiman. Rava learned that Rabbi Yechonan said it's usher because of hasharas neiman because you're removing hair. The kashulei Rabbi Yechonan Rabbi Yechonan because we said that removing hair would be a davar she'ena mischavin something without kavana. So we had Rabbi Yechonan shita here. We have another Rabbi Yechonan shita. Uh, you're telling me Rabbi holds you now that he uses on Shabbos because you might uh, remove here that comes out that Rabbi Yechon would be of the opinion that something that you don't have in mind would be Aser However, halacha is like a stam mishnah. If a mishnah doesn't have an author, Rabbi Yechonah said we always pass him like that. Tonight we learned by a nazir. A nazir is not allowed to cut off his hair. A nazir choyfev umefasves avaloi soyrik. A nazir is allowed to comb his hair. He's allowed to untangle his hair, but he cannot use a a real. Uh, a real serious uh, masrik, which is a serious comb. So that will not be able to be used on Shabbos. So what do you see from there? You see that Rabbi Yechonon holds Dover Shein I'm sorry, the Nazar will not be able to use it. 
even though Davashin uh, and is mutter, that case is a psik ratio, it's automatically going to happen. But either way, you see from Rabbi Yechanan, Davashin and is mutter, you're allowed to disentangle your hair, even if you're a Nazir. Ah, you might uh, pull out a hair you didn't have in mind. Davashin and So, how could he tell me that the problem of using the cheres was because you're going to remove hair? You see, Rabbi Yechanan doesn't hold to that. Al Machvata, because you have Nosen by Rashaya, that the problem was of Sakana and not because of removing hair. So I'm going to go a little further because Shavuos is coming up. We're going to try to get as much recorded as possible. So let's do a few more minutes. So just a few more uh, lines in Gemara. So we mentioned earlier that if someone has an issue of, if you're using a cheres to wipe yourself, there'll be an issue of, of, of Sakana of Kishof, Mishum Kishofim. Some type of kishaf. So my kishafim, what's this kishafim business? This uh, sorcery. So kihadra chista v'raba baravhuna have a ka'ozli ba'arba. They were once walking on a boat. On a, they were once uh, going on a boat. Amr lehu ahu matronisa. A certain noblewoman asked them, oisvan bahadaychu. Can I sit with you? Right? So uh, imagine your LL flights. You have to change seats. And they said, they said, no, you're not, uh, you're not sitting with us. So Amra ihi milsa, she said some type of sentence of kishuf, some type of witchcraft, and asar la arba, the boat was stopped, it was anchored, it could not move. Amru inu milsa, so these chachamim, they, uh, they had a response. They said their own uh, kishuf thing, shayua, and the boat was free, they were able to go. So Amr she told them, Maya Evelichu, I'm stuck, I can't, I can't harm you, why? Because you guys, you don't use kli uh, cheres, you don't use the cheres, the pottery, to wipe yourself with. You don't kill the, the lice that are on your clothing. And you don't, let's say you have a, a, a bundle of vegetables that the, the gardener would, would bring out to the market, you would first untie it before eating it. And all these three things give an uh, opening for Kishuf to be done, and because you guys do not do any of these three, I cannot harm you. So we see from here that by using cheres in the bathroom, it brings on to Kisha. So one more piece in the Gemara. Amar le Ravuna le Rav Bray. Ravuna said to Rabba, his son, my time le shechichat kamei de Rav Chista. How come I don't see you going to learn by Rav Chista? Demechad dan shmaiti. He's very sharp. He says wonderful things. Why are you not learning from Rav Chista? So Amar le said, Rabba said, my ezel legabe. Why should I go to him? Dichi azuna legabe. I go him. I go to learn. Moisid libe mili da amo. He tells me shtusim. He tells me, you know, things that that aren't Torah. So Amr Ali, he tells me, Manda, I look, this, is, this is the big thing. I went to him, and you told me you're supposed to learn by him. This is what I came back with. Amr Ali, he told me, Manda, someone who goes to the bathroom, shouldn't sit down right away to, to, to use the facilities. And don't push too much. This, the, the rectum, it sits on three teeth, whatever that means, uh, medically. You're going to dislodge them or dislocate them, and you're going to come to Sakana. So, so, so he says, why well, should I go learn by Rav Chista? This, this is what he's talking about. He's talking about the bathroom, right? The last uh, half hour we just spent talking about bathroom. So that, that's Torah. So Amar Le Rav Huna told his son, who asik he's talking about health. Health, that's the most important thing. That Amrit Bimili Da'ama, you're telling me he's talking about Shtusim. He's talking about health. Kolshkein Zil definitely should go learn Torah from him or even here. The, the, uh, the discussions of what a person should do or how to conduct oneself in the bathroom, all these things would be important for 
for, uh, for learning, and therefore you should go, in fact, learn Barab Chista. Okay, we're going to stop here.